I'm finding uh, my mind is slightly distracted this morning uh, with good things because of the weather I was on, I didn't come into the center uh, last week and, uh, and, and I collect the mail. And so the mail that been two weeks uh, since I collected the mail. So there's quite a bit of mail in there. And uh, there are a couple of anonymous donations as well as others, but in in putting these together, looking at them together this morning, heart's just really happy. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm kind of, I'm slightly flooded with uh, appreciation for the community um, here. And so I'm a little bit at a loss for words. Um, but I just really want to point out the goodness of this gathering of people. And there are very good communities all over the place. And I feel very fortunate to be a part of this one. It's not very big, uh, but the, it's but this community has got a heart of gold. And it's important for and, and valid and useful for us to recognize um, this good quality, the generosity, the kindness, the refuge that we have as a community in each other, you know, it's a it's a container, like you know, a coconut contains the that which will quench our thirst and nourish us. But you need the coconut. If the coconut is damaged, you know, your the nourishment will leak out. It won't be of use. It'll be unreachable. It'll, it will. Uh, we will not gain from it. So it's so valuable uh, to have a container that is strong, that is holding well the nourishment inside for us to uh, take advantage of at some point. So over the last uh, several weeks when we put out a call to uh, help Jessica's family in particular, um, and since then others, and and, uh, and Jane and I are both working on, on uh, other possibilities. This Sangha has provided over $3,000 to Jessica specifically, Jessica's family. It's, they were very touched and, you know, it's a huge help. She gets to drink, her family gets to drink the coconut milk from this beautiful container. And not only that, there's over $5,000 
to the general hand to heart fund. So the container, you know, that is our refuge, our community has provided this amazing support uh, for, we don't know who, we don't know when. I will say, I do wanna make a point actually of saying, if anybody is in need, don't feel, you can be anonymous as well. You don't have to come forward um, specifically. If there's any reason that you would uh, like to, you could use some support, but you'd rather not put your name out there, that's okay too. We have a community here that has provided funds. And the point is we want people in the community to make it through, uh, to be supported, to know that we care. So just wanna thank everybody for asking for support, for allowing us to come forward with support and for supporting. That's a beautiful thing. I just had to say that first because it was really, <laughs> it's just where my heart and mind were as I was opening up the mail this morning. I was uh, talking with a, with a, or emailing back and forth with um, Ajahn Jeff um, when when the when Lungport Pasano goes on retreat <laughs> on winter retreat, I don't bother him. <laughs> so, uh, shouldn't say bother. <laughs> Maybe I should. <laughs> so sometimes I turn to Ajahn Jeff for some um, uh, direction or advice or whatever. I have something I'm dealing with, and. Uh, and he gave me some, he, he pointed out um, something called four wheels. I've never heard of this before. And I found it really useful. So I've been, I'm, I've been um, working with this lately. And, the, um, and one of the reasons I, he pointed it out to me was I was sharing with him the generosity of this community and the, the, the beauty of people being able to come forward and receive well, you know, provide us with an opportunity to um, to offer. So there's giving and receiving, and this program, the Hand to Heart program, was all about trying to um, highlight that aspect of the the teachings, which is so fundamental uh, in this lineage, anyway, in the Thai Forest tradition. And so, um, and it's really been beautiful. It's just really, it's strong. It's like, and the community just feels so solid. And even though we are at still within this pandemic uh, at a distance with each other. And so I was sharing that with him and, and, I, and I was saying the wheels of generosity go round and round, you know, the, that little song, the wheels on the bus go round and round. <laughs> so, so I'm saying that the wheels of generosity go round and round. And he said, oh, there's actually a teaching about four, four wheels, uh, actually, because I said three more wheels and I'll have a vehicle straight for, for heaven. 
then I said, that's plan B, because plan A is not to have to come back. Although, I honestly, I'm not sure I'm going to make it <laughs> to, to plan A. So plan B is get those four wheels. And so I said, there's actually teaching in an, an Agutra Nikaya, and it's, it's 431. And I don't know how to look up. I don't know what four means, and I don't know what the, and then colon mark 31. So I don't know what that means. But in case anyone knows, <laughs> if you want to look it up, go four wheels. And, um, and the four wheels are born in a civilized country. Uh, I was born in the 50s. So at the time, it was maybe a little bit more civilized as a white person anyway. Born in a civilized country. Made merit in the past. That's a second wheel. Associate with wise people. And directing yourself rightly. So, so I was looking at that, I was taking that and it's like, there's, there's the outward and the inward way of looking at this. And the outward is to build that, is to, to have a solid container, such as we have here at Portland Prince of the Dhamma, or a beautiful coconut shell, you know, having a solid container. So having a building where people can come or a, a link on the Zoom, you know, um, programs that bring people together, book club, hand to heart, Sunday Sila, Friday investigations, um, whatever programs we have going, you know, this is a civilized uh, container. Um, making merit in the past, that's, you know, that's, that, that is having no regrets, you know, with making merits and feeling confident, paying attention to the merits that we have made, because this is, it's an, it's an important support. It nourishes our mental state. It's a, it helps our attitude. It helps put our attitudes in the right frame of mind so that we can take nourishment from that. You know, we have given, we have received well in both cases when, you know, just that's what we have as a community, an opportunity to not regret to bring up purposefully in our minds, you know, the good deeds that we've done, building a library, shipping these books, extra books to another monastery, um, offering Donna to the Pacific Hermitage, tuning in to the teachings of the Pacific Hermitage, uh, requesting from a wise person, a person wiser than ourselves, you know, some direction. These are, this is all good merit that we can bring up in our mind. Associating with wise people, it's the whole point of establishing important friends of the Dhamma was that we could associate more than just myself and Alistair could associate with good people, could, could um, have, uh, provide our home region 
uh, with the opportunity to associate with people that had brought us great benefit and directing ourselves right, rightly so that container can be the Eightfold Path, living on the precepts, you know, uh, forming groups with each other to support our practice. These are all ways of building in the container. And again, we have a beautiful, uh, a beneficial, a generous, a kind, an intentional community taking care and nourishing the container for all of us to partake in. And then we can look at it from the, the inner uh, practice of these four wills being born into a civilized country. It's like, you know, we're born in almost all moments. <laughs> we practice, if we continue our practice, there's times where we can not get born into our anxiety or grief or anger or desires. Um, but in all unmindful moments, you know, we're born into the country, into the atmosphere of our mental and emotional streams. So paying attention to that, being born into a good place, returning to a good place, recognizing when we're not in a good place, are we blaming somebody? Are we angry at somebody? Are we desiring somebody or something? You know, are, are we a victim to our, do we believe we're a victim to our circumstances? Uh, uh, we're unhappy because of something outside of ourselves? You know, this is, I'm gonna I'm gonna return back to that because that's there's a the, there's a direction that I want to go in the next in my own personal focus here at Portland Friends the Dhamma that I want to speak about in a minute um, that has to do with uh, that very inner action that that uh, directing ourselves um, wisely and the benefit of understanding and holding that correctly. Um, in my humble opinion, in my, you know, um, wherever I'm at, as far as understanding the teachings, I can only go that far. So I'll share from there. Anyway, so strengthening our goodness, uh, making merit. So the in, inward, paying attention to when we have done good, and even in small little ways, but also in big ways and not not poo-pooing this, but you know, the 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 act of supporting somebody, the act of being able to receive well, um, the the act of supporting the community itself or the building itself. You know, this is just taking care of the garden. Um, you know, calling up a sangha member who uh, you haven't seen for a while and you're just wondering how they're doing with life as it is right now with the challenges we have i mean taking these and nourishing our mind and so that we 
encourage a wholesome attitude of where we get born into. We get, we come from a place of wholesomeness, of kindness, of, you know, the recalling a, a pure act of, of kindness. As many times as we can recall, you know, intentionally doing small acts of kindness and recalling that before we go to sleep. This strengthens our goodness. It strengthens our confidence. It's like drinking the coconut milk. We've, we've provided, we as a community are providing ourselves with a solid physical container of which we can then go inward and look at how can I strengthen my mind so it's directed rightly? How can I strengthen my mind? Where am I placing my attention? And then uh, associating with wise people, that's the outward, inward, giving rise and space for wisdom to arise. When we place our minds rightly, when we let go of being a victim to the emotional or mental unwholesomeness that we're experiencing and just deal with, here it is, this is what it feels like, calm down, don't blame another. Acknowledge that this could be a difficult situation that we're in, then what do we do when we, when we look at, well, maybe the right thing is to separate ourselves from a community, say, or a person, or, you know, that's, that's just isn't a healthy relationship, or we talk to the person, you know, that I'm not feeling comfortable. Can we talk? Kind of a thing, rather than just, you make me mad and you need to change. You change so that I can be healthy. And you, you know, rather than being righteous, um, we can, when we settle, when we stop blaming another, but actually feel and be with, okay, this doesn't feel good when I put my hand in the fire, so I will not put my hand in the fire kind of a thing. We understand how to move within circumstances so that we're not creating, so we're not suffering, we're not hurting. It takes time, it takes skill, and it takes willingness to be honest and direct and transparent and not a victim. Um, the victimhood will bring up for myself anyway, I, I spent many years uh, being a victim. And victim attitude, it brings up fear. And fear makes it very difficult to see what is this, what's actually happening in this situation. Um, if we don't just stay with it. And, and it's hard. It's hard to stay present with fear. So the first thing to do, we want to either fight, like blame, or we want to, to run, get away, ignore, you know. Wisdom will help us deal with 
the situation. So not being a victim of the circumstances, but looking at square in the eye. So this, this is gonna bring me actually quite nicely to uh, what I wanted to talk a little bit about. I only have about five minutes. But I, wanna, I wanted to share, it was, I was talking to um, a, a dear friend last night and uh, telling her about how excited I am at this time to be headed into another direction with Portland Friends of the Dhamma, my intention here. Where am I going to focus? So over the years, you know, there's first establishing Portland Friends of the Dhamma. Uh, there was establishing the Apostica group. There was a, and that's taken off and now Jessica runs that. There was um, established, one of my most recent last year was really focused on getting more women uh, teachers involved with Portland Friends of the Dhamma. That's well in, entrenched. <laughs> rooted might be a better word. That's well rooted. Um, and I'm, I'm very happy with the, uh, uh, especially with the two nuns that we have coming on a regular basis now and people making good contact with them. So that's really beautiful. That's really lovely for my heart. Um, and then, and then last year we were, uh, we started to kick off with the, um, Black Lives Matters, uh, addressing uh, the need to really pay attention to how can we do this? How can we address um, this issue from a place of, and still be rooted in Dhamma? And then the pandemic happened and um, we were all separated and it's just, it was, it was hard. I did go through, I've been doing my own training uh, with Catherine Quince, who has a, who has been doing this work for a while. She, I'm sorry that I forget the name of the person that she works with, but um, uh, they're prof professionals that do this work. And I've been in training with her and I had to take a couple of months break for my own personal, uh, I had to pay attention to some family issues. And, uh, but I'm just getting back into training now. And so I was talking to this person yesterday about how excited I am um, having done a lot of work with Catherine and, or, you know, several months with Catherine and then just look, doing a bunch of research that she had pointed me to a lot of reading, listening to a lot of podcasts that, and there's a summit um, that I've been listening to as well about being black and being a Buddhist. And it's just, there's, there's just such a lovely connection. It can be done. <laughs> and so this is where I'm going to be putting my direction, my, my um, focus. And so I don't really know how it can be done, but I'm now convinced having listened uh, to quite a few of um, interesting, very interesting and knowledgeable people. I am really convinced that yes, there is a way to, to take this issue and open up, make ourselves as a community. We are really white. This community is very white and that is not a bad thing. 
but it is an indication. And so looking at how, what views are we unaware of that we live by as a much majority white Sangha that is not welcoming to people of color. I wonder what that is. I don't, I don't really know. I've, I've got a little bit more understanding of that within myself, just from the work that I've done, starting to see, oh my gosh, I've been buying into this. Um, but as a community, we're so solid. We have such a beautiful container. Now let's, let's make this container available for anybody that actually wants to walk through these doors. And I suspect <laughs> that because we are so incredibly, such, so, such a majorly white community that it's not uh, available. And we're just, we just don't understand how and why. And looking at you know, having the opportunity to take this ex as an exercise, this challenge as an exercise, to look at where our views, our actions are limited, are limiting, are unavailable to some, will be really fascinating, I think. Will be, and I think this community is ready for it, to be very honest with ourselves. Um, you know, I have no idea what we're what we'll find out, um, but I'm pretty excited uh, to do this journey um, together. And so, and I'm and I'm hoping that you know people feel as excited or as comfortable um, with sharing what we have grown here with and making this all available. And, and in order to do that, witnessing how it's not. And we just don't know, we don't know. And so learning that will be really, really, really valuable. When I was a little girl, we, were, we grew up in, I grew up in a couple, my first five years, lived in a neighborhood and uh, my best friend was actually a little black girl. And we would play together. She, she lived down the street a little bit, but we'd go out and come outside and we'd play together. And um, she, my grandma once, she, she knew that this was my friend and she'd see us playing. And so she made me a little doll and she made a little black girl doll. And I was so excited by this little doll that I took it to show my friend. I thought she was going to love it. And she took that doll and she ripped it to pieces and ran away crying and, and never spoke to me again. We moved shortly after that. And I share this because I still don't understand what happened. And I wanna understand now, I wanna understand what happened in that incidence. And the fact that I don't understand it just, it's a good thing for me to remember because it highlights for me that I don't understand. Um, I do understand that I have privileges and, and I, but I don't understand 
what those actually are and how I am blind to them. I don't understand what all of them are and how I'm blind to them. But I know that I can't see, that my experience is different and that I would really like to open, have our community. We have such a beautiful thing here. I would like to know the truth of, is it open to everyone or is it not? And it's only knowing that, that we'll be able to truly be open um, for everyone. And that is a very exciting thing for me to think that we can head in this direction.